0: Journey into space. The BBC presents Jet Morgan in The World in Peril. A year has passed since Jet Morgan set out on his ill-fated trip to Mars. And now, with the remnants of his crew, he has returned home, bringing with him the startling news that the Martians are preparing to invade the Earth. The invasion is not expected until 1986. So it is believed the Earth has 14 years in which to prepare to meet this threat from space. And then, early one morning... Jet and the crew of the Discovery are taken to an astronomical observatory outside London and shown photographs of a group of unidentified objects, which, according to the director of the observatory, are encircling the Earth some 6,000 miles above its surface. Jet decides to take Lemmy and a passenger carrying orbital rocket out into space to investigate the strange phenomena. Well, she's all ready, Captain Morgan. It will take off just after sunset. The asteroids, or whatever they are, will be in the night sky and visible from this latitude. Now, are there any questions? The takeoff and setting the ship in its orbital course will be automatic? Yes, takeoff and final orbital speed have been timed to match those of the, the asteroids. But once you are in free flight, you can maneuver the ship yourself within limits. Well, will Doc and I be able to follow the proceedings? Certainly, Mr. Mitchell. I've arranged for you both to watch the whole course of events from the main control room. Um, now, there are your crew suits... I'll call for you in the wagon in half an hour. Thank you. Well, good luck, Jet, and you, Lemmy. Thank you, Doc. Thanks, Doc. If we land on one of those asteroids, I'll bring you back a stick of rock as a souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> a fat chance, is that? but good luck all the same. See you both sometime tomorrow. So long, Mitch. Now, gentlemen, if you'll just follow me... All right, Lemmy, put on your suit. Yes, Jet. <laughs> all right, Jet, in you go. Thank you, sir. And you, Lemmy. Ah. Uh, Sorry the space is so confined, but this is no passenger ship. What? No takeoff couches? No, Lemmy. Reclining chairs. Oh, don't worry about it, sir. We'll be quite comfortable. Thank you. Good. Then I'll step out onto the elevator and make my way down. Take care of yourselves. So what harm can a few chunks of rocks do us? All right, Lemmy. Close the airlock on the main door. Airlock contact. Then carry out pre takeoff check. Yes, mate. sir. pre-takeoff check now completed. Awaiting your orders. Very well, did. We now hand you over to control. Over. Time zero minus five minutes. Hello, rocket ship X412, launching platform clear. Take off in five minutes. Are you ready? Ready, control, thank you. Tell you all Tell you you're on. Gyro, contact. Safety straps in place and secure. Then lower your seat to reclining position. Lower Now remember, as soon as the motors are fired, relax. Oh, if I had just a couple of hot towels on me face, I'd fall asleep. Hello, control. All set now. Stand by. Zero minus two minutes. Off. Stand by. Here Three, we go. Two, Change at Hebron Junction. Come on. Zero plus five seconds. Height five, 500 feet. That's better. I thought for a minute I'd be pushed right through this seat. Well, stay put. We're not finished yet, Lemmy. That's <laughs> the booster away. Hello, rocket ship. Booster's now been jettisoned. Stand by for firing of second stage. Oh, no. Quiet, Lemmy. Hello, control. All okay here? Roger. Firing in ten seconds from now. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. I think I volunteered for this. The maximum velocity will be reached in eight minutes. Oh, oh. hang on, Lemmy. It'll soon be over. Ah, oh. oh, that's it. The motor's cut. We've made it. Thank goodness. I wouldn't go through that again for all the rice in China. All right, Lemmy. Now take over the radio while I switch controls to manual operations. Yes, Jet. Yes. Hello, rocket ship. Your maximum speed has now been reached. Thank you, control. Your height is 78 miles. You'll proceed along your present trajectory until the orbit of the objects you're pursuing has been reached. Then it's up to you to change the angle of your flight and increase speed. By that time, you'll have passed halfway around the globe. Yes, yes, we know all about that, mate. Watch out. And you might tell the supervisor to get some atomic equipment installed in these flying saucepans. The takeoff nearly killed me. Anyway, I'll call you later when we get round to your side of the world again. Okay. You might like to know that it's quite dark on this part of the globe, and those asteroids have already been sighted. Watch out when you turn the corner, you might run slap into them. Oh, will we? Approaching the night side of Earth now, Lemmy. Switch on the radar. Right. Any response? Oh, give it a chance to warm up. Shall I put on the forward televiewer? No need, Lemmy. I'll look out from the pilot's window. Ah, the radar's alive now, mate. But she's not responding. Hello, Control. Morgan calling. Hello, Jet. Receiving your on clear. We're just passing over the Earth's Terminator. Radar's on, but we're not getting any signal. You will. Can you see those things? Yes, and they're travelling much faster than usual. You'll have to step lively. Increase your speed by 3,000 miles an hour. Very well. Increasing speed now. Hey, Jack, we've got something on the screen. Right-stabbing problem as we found them. Hold on a moment. Now, where? There. See? As plain as the nose on your face. One, two, three, four. Six of them. Same as we saw on the professor's photograph. Yes, that's them, all right. Strong signals, too. Hello, control. Hello, Jet. This is Mitch. We've picked them up, heading straight for them. We'll give you a running commentary as we approach. Good on you. All right, Lemmy. Now get the camera ready and position the telescope. Yes, mate. We can't be far off now, Jet. Signals are belting in. Can you see them? Not yet, Lemmy. Well, you can't be far from them now, Jet. You must see them soon. Uh, yes, Doc, I can now. Almost directly in our path. Where, Mike? Where? There, see? God grief, they seem to be flying in formation. A, a crescent formation. And they're at least half a mile in diameter, as Hadley said they would be. Are they asteroids, Jet? Oh, we're still too far to tell, but we should fly right over them. We'll soon see then what they are. What else could they be but asteroids? Let me get back to the camera. Yes, Jack. And stay there. Yes, Jeff. And don't leave your seat again unless told. No, Jeff. Hello, Control. Yes, Jeff. We're getting quite close to them now. They are a colossal size. What are they made of? Well, they look just as I'd expect an asteroid to look, but a lot smoother, perhaps. Not so jagged or shapeless as an asteroid would be. Very nearly circular, in fact. They haven't changed speed or position since we've been overtaking them. They are, in fact, just huge pieces of rock. Meteorites, maybe. Uh, except no meteorites would fly in formation. Nor keep a constant orbit so close to the Earth as those things do. you see nothing else, yet, Nothing to suggest they might be... No, Mitch, so. nothing. How long before you're directly over them? Uh, not long now. Jet! And how close would it be to the men? Jet! Two or three miles. Not near enough to see any surface details with the naked eye, but the telescope is in position... Jet. What is it, Lemmy? Don't you hear anything? What? The closer we get to those things, the louder it gets. Yes, I can hear it. Oh, and I'm beginning to feel all peculiar. Hello, Jet. Uh, me too. Oh, I think I'm going to black out or faint or something. No, Lemmy, pull yourself together. Keep that camera going, whatever you do. Jet, can you hear me? Yes, Jet, I'm doing that already. Jet, hello, can you hear me? Hello, hello, Doc. Jet, I can't hold out much longer. Hello. Hello, Jet. Is, is that you, Doc. Doc. That's not, Doc. Hello, who is that? Lemmy, what's happened to you? Oh, what on earth is happening to me? Hello, Control, can you hear me? No, Jets. They can't hear you. Who is that? Surely you haven't forgotten me. Doc, hello. Oh, for heaven's sake, answer me. Hello, hello. trying to contact you. Come in, please. Ah, uh, they still don't answer. Give them another try, Doc. If they don't answer this time, we'll have to do something about getting them down. Oh. Hello, Jet. Doc calling. Oh. Calling rocket ship X-412. Come oh. in, please. Oh. What happened? I must have blacked out after all. Are you all right, Jet? Jet? Oh, crikey. Hello. Hello. Huh? Who's that? Calling Jet Morgan aboard rocket ship X-412. Come in, please. Doc. Hello, Doc. Lemmy here. Lemmy, you can hear us. Yes. What's all the fuss? What's all the fuss he says? We've been calling you for more than 24 hours. But only a second or two ago, I I was taking pictures of those asteroids or whatever they are. In fact, I still had my hands on the guiding control when I woke up. How do you mean, when you woke up? I blacked out. How about Jet? Judging from the way he's slumped in his chair, I think he must have done an all. Here, wait a minute. Those asteroids, they've gone. Yes, they have. And we've changed our position, too. We're not over the same part of Earth we were a couple of minutes ago. It's daylight down below. What's been going on? Listen carefully, Lemmy. Yes, Doc. Is Jet strapped into his seat? Uh, Yes, he is. Good. Now switch the ship over to automatic control. Automatic? Yes. Then go back to your own seat and strap yourself in. Yes, Doc. Automatic control on. Now moving over to seat... What's the idea? We're going to hand you over to control and bring you down. We'll explain everything then. Hey, Uh. wait a minute. It's Jet. He's waking up. Hello, mate. How are you feeling? Oh. Oh, what, what happened? You blacked out. We both did. That noise, remember? Yes, that's right. Stand by, Lemmy. Firing imminent. What's going on? They're taking us down, mate, on the automatic control. So you just sit still and take it easy. Yes, but what about those? No use worrying about them. They've opted. Doc and Mitchell explain everything just as soon as we get down on the deck. Hello, Rocket Ship X412. Control calling. Are you receiving me? Over. Hello, Control. Receiving you loud and clear. Over. Motor about to be fired for descent. Are you ready? Ready. Starting in five seconds from now. Four, three, two, one. Contact! And then, as we got closer, the, the noise got louder. And the louder it got, the more it affected us. And the last thing I remember was seeing Lemmy hanging motionless just above his chair in front of the camera, which was still running. Yes, Jet. And it continued to do so until the whole reel of film had been used up. Is there anything on it, sir? That we'll see in just a few moments. Oh. Jet, this voice you heard. We were calling you, you know. You're quite sure you couldn't have mistaken Doc's voice for someone else's. I'd stake my life on it. It was not Doc's voice. It, it was McLean's. What? McLean's? Did you hear it, Lemmy? No, Mitch. I must have passed out by then. I I didn't even hear Doc calling. Who may I ask is McClane? He was formerly a crew member of one of the freighters in the Martian fleet, but we lost him. You mean he's dead? He was captured by the Martians and we had to leave him behind. How long did this uh, noise take to have its full effect Jeff? A minute or so, no more. And it seemed to be no time at all before I woke up again. (sighs) It was more than 24 hours we were just about to send up another rocket after you. And what happened to those asteroids? A few moments after you had passed out, they moved across the sky at a fantastic rate. Within half an hour, they disappeared over the eastern horizon. Where are they now? Goodness knows. Haven't been seen anywhere in the sky since, even though dozens of observatories have been on the lookout for them. They left you and your rocket standing, Jet. Even if you'd been conscious and had tried to pursue them, you couldn't have caught them. Not in a million years. Well, it looks as though the moment they realized they were being observed from close quarters, they got out of the way, and quick. But how could they? Just huge pieces of rock. We don't know how they did it, Jet. We only know they did. And where did they come from? Where did they go to? Well, that we can only guess at, sir. But there's one thing that is crystal clear. The way that noise affected Jet and Lemmy, and Jet hearing a strange voice talking to him just before he blacked out, is almost the identical method used by the Martians to produce the conditioning effect. So, I think we can safely say that those controlled asteroids are from Mars. You mean the invasion's begun already? Uh, No, not necessarily, Lemmy. They may send advance parties, reconnaissance squads, first. Ah, But we never saw anything like those flying rocks. Not during the whole time we were on Mars. The Martian ships were metallic and minute by comparison. And when we were put to sleep by noises on Mars, we always dreamed we were back on Earth. But there was no dream this time. We hardly realized we'd even been asleep. It was just like 24 hours had been stolen from our lives without our knowing it. Hello? Supervisor here? Oh? Good. No, leave it there. I'll pick it up and project it myself. That was the photographic section. The film is ready. Let's take a look at it, shall we? Sit down, gentlemen. we will be on in just a few moments. I suppose you. you had time to fix the camera, Lemmy, before you blacked out. Of course I did, Mitch. Uh, what lens were you using? Telephoto. That's what I was told to use, and I used it. The uh, camera was running just as soon as the objects were sighted. Oh, there go the lights. Now we'll see just what the camera did capture. And there they are. Nearly through the whole screen, don't they? Uh, not of equal size, that's for certain. One in the center of the formation seems twice as big as the rest. Yes. Yeah, their surface is a lot rougher than you thought yet. Well, I was viewing them with a the naked eye. They look like miniature moons. They seem to have little craters on them, all of a uniform size. How big would you say they are? Mm, diameter, about 100 feet. Well, we were getting a close look at them, yet? Well, we were getting nearer to them all the time, but it was about now that Lemmy began to hear that noise. Well, they are increasing in size, gradually. What, the craters? No, Mitch, the rocks, the asteroid. You know what I think, don't you? What's that, Lemmy? Those craters are not craters at all. They're circular holes. What makes you think, sir? Well, if they were craters, the sunlight would be lighting up part of their floors at least. But those things are jet black all over. Well, Lemmy's got something there, you know. Well, if the reel lasts long enough, we should get a really close look at them in about ten minutes. Yeah, they are holes all right. No doubt about it. You remember getting this close to them, Jet? No, sir. Lemmy and I were out cold by this time. Good grief, what's that? Something's coming out of that thing. Out of one of the holes. A ship, a spherical ship, just like the one we saw on Mars. And there's another, and another. There's a dozen of them at least. Well, that settles that gentlemen, doesn't it? Those rocks are giant spaceship carriers. Everyone must be full of them. Uh, I always said those ships could never reach Earth unaided. Mm, seems they don't have to, Mitch. They're transported here and merely cover the last few thousand miles on their own. Touch down on the Earth's surface, you mean? Where else would they be going? But surely, if that number of craft had landed, they'd have been detected. Well, they don't seem to be doing any more than hovering over their parent ship at the moment. Oh, blimey. Is that all there is? That's the end of the reel. And with you sound asleep, Nebby, there was no one to load up a fresh one. Oh. Well, in spite of the shortness of the film, it has told us a lot. That's putting it mildly, sir. It's unbelievable. You saw it with your own eyes, Jeff. I'm talking about the method of bringing those ships here. How did they propel those rocks? Where did they get them from? They didn't come from the Martian surface, that's certain. And how about those spheres? Have they since landed on Earth? I think they must have. But we'll find out. How? A worldwide search could be instigated. We should find at least one of them. I thought all information relating to the Martian invasion was highly secret. How do you keep it secret if you order a worldwide search for their ships? If all those ships we just saw have landed on Earth, it won't be a secret any longer. We'd better report this right away. Come along to my office, gentlemen. I'll get the chief down here and see what he has to say. Very well, sir. The controller from Space HQ arrived that same afternoon. He questioned Jeff and Lemmy for an hour or more, saw the film through three times, and then left for London, taking the film with him. As for us, we were told to remain at the orbital rocket station until we heard from him again, which we did the very next day. And not in person, but through the rocket station supervisor who called on us in the early light of dawn. Who is it? Jenkins. Oh, come in, sir. Sorry to wake you at this unearthly hour. Is something wrong? There's good reason to believe that one of those spheres has landed. What? Where? In the Lake District, two nights ago. Anybody see it? Only two people, a couple of campers. Apparently the weather was foul and it was raining hard. They got up and went outside to loosen the guy ropes of the tent. It was then that they saw it. A a sphere? Well, we can't be sure. It hardly stepped outside when they saw what they took to be a fireball racing through the air above their heads. They saw it descend into a valley. Did they go down there to investigate? On the contrary. They were hardly more than kids. Not with that and the storm that was going on, they were pretty scared. They got out of that as quickly as they could. Then they got a lift from a passing motorist who dropped them off at the next town when they called at the police station. There they stayed the night. They told the police what they'd seen, of course. Yes. Next day, the station sergeant went over to where the two kids had camped up on the hill. From up there, he could see that something pretty big had plowed its way through the trees of a wood below. He went down to see what it was, and what he saw sent him running back to the nearest phone box. What was it? He described it as a space missile. Thought it must be one of our experimental jobs that had crashed. A report was then sent down to London and from there to us. We have to go and investigate it, in the hope that you and Lemmy can identify it. But maybe it is one of your space missiles. No, Jet. This thing is spherical and large enough to carry a crew. Now, How soon can you be ready to leave? Half an hour. Good. I'll go and wake up the others. That must be the spot. That's it, all right. Certainly made a mess of that wood, didn't it? I'll land to the east of the trees, by the foot of the hill. Has anything been done about sightseers? Yes, Doc. Nobody will go within five miles of her. The place is cordoned by mobile police. Don't they wonder what's going on? Like the sergeant, they all think it's one of our orbital rockets... that's come to the sad end. The people are being kept away in case of explosion. Hey, look. I can see her. Where, Lemmy? There. See? In the gap. Just a bit of her. The rest is hidden by the branches of the trees. Yes, I see her now. Take it easy, Lemmy. Get back in your seat. We'll be touching down in just a moment. Well, gentlemen? Yeah, that's a Martian sphere, all right. Identical in every detail with those we saw on the planet... Exactly the same type as that flying doctor used. And the ones that came chasing after us when we decided to leave in a hurry. Do you think there's anybody in there? Probably. Hey, Lemmy, what are you doing? Seeing if there's anyone at home. Well, don't. Let's walk round, see if we can find the door. Doesn't seem to be any kind of join or opening in it anywhere near ground level. There is, sir, if we can find it. Ah, here it is. But the wall there is perfectly smooth. This little button here is the remote control switch for opening the door from outside. The door is always alongside it, as you'll see when I operate it. Now, wait a minute. You're not going to press it now, are you? Just us here? Why not? We want to get inside, don't we? But what are these Martians like? How should we know? We never saw any. Only human beings like ourselves. Or at least they were before the Martians got hold of them. And you think there'll be human beings in there? Maybe. And what if they're not? Then we'll be the first Earthmen to come face to face with men from another planet. Go ahead. Open the door. All right. Something's happening, but it doesn't open. Try again, Jeff. No. It's no good. Mechanism doesn't function. Yeah, well, now what do we do? We'll have to burn our way through. How about it, sir? Could you get us the equipment to do the job? I could, but it will take some time. Go in the helicopter, sir. We'll stand guard here until you get back. I just well, if that thing does open and if you need help, call up Control Point. And 50 armed policemen all come driving over here, just as quick as they can make it. Yeah, I wouldn't be too free with the arms. One of the men in that ship might be a long-lost relative of yours. What was that? Uh, You better hurry, sir, if we're to have that equipment before it gets dark. Very well. I only hope we have gear powerful enough to cut through that ship. What kind of metal is that thing made of? How much longer is he going to be with that stuff? We could have burned our way through and out the other side but now. I'll give him time, Lemmy. He's hardly been gone an hour. Well, at this rate, we'll be here all night. Aye, aye. Something's happening. The door, it's opening. Stand back, Mitch. Somebody might come out. Well, they're certainly taking their time about it. But what caused the door to open? Search me, Doc. Unless our working on it accidentally completed the circuit or something, I I don't know. Well, how long do we wait here, waiting for them to show themselves? We'll give them ten minutes. If nobody's appeared by then, we're going in. Ten minutes is up, Jet. Well, I'll go. The rest of you wait here. No, I'm coming with you. You can't go in there alone. All right, if you must. Then stick close together and take your time. Come on, Doc. Let's get it over. Now, keep close to me, Doc. Yeah. I'll lead the way. That doesn't seem to be anybody down in this section. No. Have a good look around, Doc. It doesn't seem to be any different from the sphere we saw on Mars. Same control panel, same pillar in the middle of the cabin. Yes, but that ship had a crew, Doc. It needed one to operate it. Hey, can you remember which controls were which? No, I can't say I can. Uh, But don't go touching anything, Uh, Doc. Would I be likely to? What's that? This lever, it moved. What? You sure you didn't touch something? Yes, Jet. It moved down at least three inches. On its own? And now a light has come on. There goes the lever back again, back to its warm position. There must be someone in here. The upper cabin, maybe. Come on. Now, wait a minute, Chet. If there is somebody up there... That's we... just what we came in here to find out, isn't it? I hate this thing to take off. I don't think it can take off. If it could, it would have done so two days ago. As soon as it was realized, its landing had been discovered. Well, if you say so, I'm game. Uh, do you remember how to get into the upper section? Yeah, by this central pillar. It's hollow inside and leads up there. Door control should be here somewhere. Ah, oh, here it is. And the door's opening. Come on, there's a ladder fixed to the wall. Watch your step. Say, look at this. Good grief. The place is absolutely jammed with all kinds of gear. A little different from the last one we were in, eh, Doc? The upper section in that one was more or less empty. <laughs> Couldn't possibly be anyone up here. There's hardly room to move around. Then the opening of the main door and the operation of the flying controls must be remote controlled. Yes, that's why that control panel downstairs was alive. But who controls it? Somebody up in those asteroids, Doc. Yeah, they, they might even know we're in here. Hear every word we're saying, maybe even see us. Well, in that case, and now we've satisfied our curiosity, let's... Hey, listen, what's that? The outer door! It's closing! Land's sakes, let's get out of here quick before this thing takes off with us in it! <laughs> That was episode two of Journey Into Space. Taking part in this recording were Andrew Folds as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy kingsley Pointer as Doc, and Don Sharp as Mitch. Other parts were played by David Jacobs and John Casabarn. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton. And you can hear episode three, At the same time, next week, here on Radio 2.